0: So what should the lead-in be for this week?
1: How's the wedding stuff going?
0: Uh it's it's going. It's going okay. <laughs> yeah. We talked a lot. Uh, yeah, Monday mornings are like do a bunch of wedding stuff before Min comes over.
1: Oh, I don't know if I remember my RSVP like got lost.
0: Oh yeah. So did I have to redo that? No. Well <laughs> we'll just put you on the list. <laughs> um Alright, let's do it. <laughs> Watch on the process beginning to end. Talk in shop with your musical friends. Austin and, Min. Austin, and Min. Austin and Min. Austin and Min. Write a musical.
1: I realize I have so much vibrato compared to you
0: <laughs> when
1: I listen to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, as a person who's never actually had any kind of uh, vocal training, I, vibrato confuses me. <laughs> like, I know. What the word means, and I can hear it when people are doing it, but I don't know. I don't have a sense of why one wants it or and or doesn't want it. Sure. I just I feel like I sit in rooms with things that people are like, ooh, too much vibrato, or like, oh, give it, come on, give a little vibrato, and I, just, I never know what that. I'm always just nodding along. I
1: just feel like when I listen because I've listened to it now a few times, and there's two of you, Uh and one of me in that song, and so when I sing, it's like, Austin and (laughs) me, compared to your very, like, straightforward
0: pop tone. Uh, Yeah, I'm just a shower singer. I'm like, Um. I'm musical theater. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, I like a little variety. I think it's good.
1: I feel like I need a cough button. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But it's fine. I'm phlegmy,
0: but that's okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they'll forgive you. And we it's called an edit, I think. We can, sure. Oh, but I might be saying something really great, and then you and then ruin I'm it coughing. with a cough. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Wow. Well.
1: Uh, what have you been reading, watching, seeing?
0: So I've been trying to read this book... I <laughs> <laughs> was joking, but I was also doing it on purpose. But I,
1: I did have to clear my throat.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been trying to read this book called Little Big... Uh-huh. which has some of like the best jacket quotes of of any book I've ever seen. It's like all these famous fantasy writers talk like all the quotes are like this is the best book in the whole world. I reread this book every year and I'd never heard of it. It's by John Crowley. Um it's yeah. uh it's it's interesting. I also last night watched uh Valerian, The City of a Thousand Planets. Okay. Uh which is I've a sci-fi epic that came out relatively recently and it's by Luc Besson, who did the uh the fifth element and a bunch of other movies. Uh-huh. And it's uh I really wanted to like it because it's like exactly the kind of project that I wish we made more of. Sure. But um it was pretty bad.
1: What didn't work about it?
0: So, that's really interesting. I think they must have started shooting before they finished the script. I I mean, I I don't know what it is. It's always tough, his films especially, because he writes them, and I'm sure that he writes them in French, but the goal is, like, very much to be successful in America, and so, like, especially the jokes don't always land. Mm. He, he, at one point, is like, uh, you should... He's really into her marrying him. He's like, you should... Uh, why don't? Why won't you marry me? Which already is, like, a little weird. I don't know. I feel like it's not really said in Spy. Yeah. This kind of, like, especially mission Especially sci-fi based. futuristic. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, she's like, uh, for better, for worse. And he's like, "Oh, uh, for worse? And she's like... That's not negotiable. And I think we're supposed to be like, ha, 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 ha. (laughs) But it like doesn't really make... It's just not something that anybody would say here, I think. I don't know. It feels like there's a language barrier. But it's like... It's a translation thing that's passed through like $200 million of movie creation. (laughs) And so it's just a... It's an interesting thing. I thought the movie started really strong and ended really weak Mm. um yeah but what about you
1: um what have i i'm late to the legend of zelda breath of the wild Mm. uh bandwagon but i've been playing it a lot and it you know nintendo in general isn't so big on story Uh uh-huh and legends of zelda probably has a lot more story than like mario super mario does but
0: yeah i hadn't thought about that but like the the big trend in say like PlayStation games is that you're essentially just yeah. playing through a movie. Right. Um
1: so Legend of Zelda
0: Breath of the Wild has
1: more of that, more uh-huh. cinematic moments for sure, but it's still very much like the plot is secondary, but it's more just cool to see how the game unfolds yeah. and the exploration aspect. Um so I don't know. Uh that links to the book I'm reading right now which is uh I think I I don't remember the title. Yeah. I have it with me. It's that. Algorithms to Live By, The Computer Science of Human Decisions by Brian Christian and Tom Griffiths. Oh. Uh, it's basically using computer science to uh, help us understand how we make decisions. Yeah. Things like how much should you, like, look for a parking space versus just take the first one you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a chapter on uh, sorting and a chapter on caching. Uh, things that, like, Uh, I think are, like, my husband is a software engineer, so I was like, so, have you heard of um, bubble sorting? And he's like, oh, yeah, I know this (laughs) stuff. Uh, But to me, these terms are, like, new, like bubble sort, merge sort, uh, all of this stuff, and it's just kind of giving me a framework of, like, how human beings make decisions. Um, And I see, towards the end, there is a chapter called Game Theory, and that got me thinking, like, for our purposes, it might be kind of fun to find somebody or find literature that is much more kind of like academic slash philosophical uh-huh. about video games so that when we are creating this world, we aren't doing what a lot of, I think, uh, movies might do, which is like, it's a video game. So sure. like, here yeah, are yeah. the stereotypical things, but actually getting to like some of the, some more like meaty, meatier things about game
0: yeah, well so I do I agree with you in con- in that concept, uh but I I will say that game theory in the context of the book that you're reading is probably not much to do with what you think of as games.
1: Sure, 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 sure. But I think we can use that as an exploration point for the for our human characters. Sure. And like yeah. have there be like parallels mm. to like mm you know like that that do like we're a... not just playing like the video game is like a plot device but actually like what kinds of like theories or dissertations or things like what kinds of viewpoints worldviews like can be unearthed by uh-huh. looking at games and maybe specifically video games in general specifically video games in general that makes no sense <laughs> Uh, <laughs> looking at video games specifically and games in general yes. to kind of find our thematic material and combine that with our story points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is just helping me see, I hear your point about like the, the game theory addressed in this book is probably not video game specific.
0: Um, yeah, I feel like but, game theory in my experience is usually about like how to maximize your efficiency in a system right, kind of thing. Right.
1: Yeah, but I mean, think even thinking along that, what you just said, that would be kind of fun to see how maybe other characters in our story explore that or, like, try mm. to exploit that in mm-hmm. the game, whereas our two leads might not. Yeah. Or one of them might, the other one might not. Like, whatever. Finding ways to, like, just have some more research behind yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Behind our, our game world. But anyway, uh, I find it fascinating. It's helping me think about, like, how I make decisions in my life. And I
0: don't know. Yeah. It's been fun. I love that stuff. Yeah. I would say that I want to borrow that book, but I I don't know. <laughs> you don't it's, know if you like it. It really it. seems like the kind of book that I would look at a lot. And, I feel like and it's a great read. audiobook. Oh yeah. Like
1: if there's an I th- there's probably an audiobook version and these kinds of like nonfiction
0: no, that is, yeah. Are, are great, like, for road trips. That's I love a great listening suggestion. to nonfiction
1: books on road trips.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you just get to sit with it and think well, about it for a while. Like a really long podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, I actually also wanted to bring up our email address again, just because we haven't really talked about it yeah. well, a ton. Give, but give a little
0: attention to that email yeah, address. It's
1: Austin and Min at gmail.com, and it's just a, a place where you can send us your feedback, your praise, your questions, even your criticisms, uh, I mean, to, like, the five people that might actually email us. Uh, depending on what it is, we may or may not actually address it Yeah. in an episode, but it's like, we want to hear from you guys. What are you thinking? What are you feeling about what's happening here? Um, and, you know, this is totally being transparent, but we're obviously recording these episodes a few <laughs> out like we yeah. launched this week, but we, we're recording episode five. We've got a few in the can, as yeah. they say. Yeah, but that's because we both have theater schedules and so we never know when we'll have to cancel yeah. uh one of these recording sessions. So we have some backed up. But uh we launched this week and we got some great feedback from our friends.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the point is if you do give feedback, don't expect it to be incorporated yeah. right away. <laughs>
1: Well, one of my friends was like, so what happened with, like, your, are, do you, what's happening with your ideas about, like, I don't know, like, the, the, I can't remember right now. But the stuff from the first episode, yeah. I was like, oh, well, um, we're past we're not that. Doing, yeah,
0: we're not doing that anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're not doing it. Many of those, oh, like, the BART train stuff. Oh, The yeah, theme yeah, park yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think there's still elements of them that are, like, in this conversation. But uh, it's just funny to yeah. think about how we're not on that topic anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, so on that note, let's uh, transition into um, talking about sort of more plot details and and character stuff. Um, I was, I will sort of start this off by saying that as I was writing out characters and plots and stuff, uh, I started getting nervous about talking it, talking about it in this sort of performative space because there are questions of identity and sexuality and um we're sort of designing these characters or prototypes of these characters and i just wanted to express like um in this process i and we we are going to be trying to create honest representations of of people um and creating fictional characters. And in the process of that, I just, I I don't know, I was nervous. I was like, well, this person could be playing a woman online. And are they trans? And I was like, I don't know if that matters in this case. And I just wanted to imagine myself saying, I don't know if this matters on the podcast and being like, well, of course, all of these things matter. Um, but I, I, in the context of this creative process, I just wanted to sort of couch that yeah um
1: yeah no i think that's important to say as well as just remember for ourselves um especially i think we brought this up last time but it's like especially when we're going into territory of like whose story is this and is it our story to tell um but i think we were touching on something kind of cool towards the end of the podcast last week where um the idea of these or or we even talked about it afterwards where the idea if if we were to do say um these characters are both bisexual or one is bi and the other is maybe gender queer or trans that, uh, we're not going to then tell a, like coming out as bi story or, uh, because that, that doesn't feel like that's our story to tell. No. But if we can feature a bisexual or a transgendered character, uh, And try to do so honestly and with feedback from people who also self-identify as those identities Um, I think that's our way of kind of like Bringing light to Uh, characters that haven't been seen before on stage Uh, without it being We're trying to tell the plight of someone who's struggling with their bisexuality Yeah, yeah, yeah Because those stories belong to the members of those communities Yes And we need more of those stories for sure but we have to be careful as cisgendered men. Yeah. Um, I mean I'm gay, you're straight, but like to to try to take on someone else's struggle of a story and portray it in a way. Uh but I think featuring characters who are who are just diverse <laughs> yeah. which is such a troubling or, or can be a problematic word. Uh but like and and just by virtue of them being a character in our story is a chance for somebody who I self identifies as that, to see themselves on stage.
0: Yeah. Well, and um, I guess I should say, uh, like, one of the things... Well, so in the first episode, we'd talked about, um, like, or you'd said something about wanting to do something transgressive Uh and that kind of thing. And I feel like one of the transgressive features of virtual spaces is this sort of fluidity in that, way, and mm-hmm. I, like, um, I don't know, I guess, like, I I identify as straight, but I have always thought of my sexuality as, you know, unlabelable, like, I would, sure. like, I, I have never discounted the idea that I might be in a relationship with a man, mm. um, which I have le- I have learned that that's unusual, and I think a product of my, <laughs> of my, like, upbringing in this area, like uh, which area would that be? The the San Francisco Bay beautiful area, of San course. Francisco yeah. Bay area. Um, no, <laughs> All I don't know, of like,
1: our Like Midwest listeners, are like oh
0: god. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Just like sort of growing up, like at, during my high school years of like discovering who I was sexually and like the enormous <laughs> confusion around that. It's like I I don't feel comfortable identifying as anything other than straight because I don't. I don't know. I don't... I am straight. Like, I don't want to infringe upon other groups for whom their sexual identity... Like, I don't know. I'm just so safe in my straightness. Um,
1: Is it like that if you were to be queer, it would feel like maybe the queerness isn't so strong of an identity for you that it would feel odd for you to kind of, like, place that it feels as like part I'm, of what you, one of your communities and to then say, I'm queer, and yeah, you try to it join feels like
0: I'm. Tribe. Yeah, it feels like I'm trying to take street cred, yeah. which yes. I think is part of, because in high school, I, like, so desperately wanted that street cred. Um,
1: <laughs> the queer street cred. Yeah,
0: well, so I, like, I just wanted to be special, and that was, like, um, a way to... To be that in my in in my I can see social that. circle. I can see that um, there's a whole world. Of that. I know. I know. I know. Sure I know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, it's
1: like that's great. No, I no. You I, can think that way about your.
0: <laughs> I know. Um, so I, I don't know why I brought that up. But just well, I guess I just mean like that's that kind of um, un I don't know that difficult to label kind of confusion or whatever. I think it's an area that I'm interested in exploring with this story, and yeah. especially in a in a world in which like the whole point of your character creation is that you are creating a different version of yourself. Right. Um, so, anyways, yeah, just to uh, no, I think that's great. And I do.
1: Th- I mean, I do think our discussions uh, it's awesome because I think we will we do want to talk about. These things. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to just be like, let's put a trans character in our show, and that'll be great. Yeah. Like, why? Like, why? And can we do it respectfully? Can we do it with input from the trans community? Like, making sure that we're conscious of our choices. And there are going to be places where we take a step and we missed something, yeah, and, or forgot something, or just blatantly like didn't know. Uh, but that's hopefully where the creative process gives us time to share that with others, have them critique it, give us feedback so that we can then adjust mm-hmm. accordingly. Um, and this is about so much more than just like not being offensive. Like I don't like that word offensive because I think it's just thrown around. I believe that things can be offensive. I'm not yes. saying it's not a real thing. I'm just saying it, it's almost become meaningless because those who oftentimes are the offenders, hear it and go like, ugh, whatever, offensive. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything anymore. And I think it, instead of just pointing out where things are offensive, I think it might be better for us to think through, uh, is this complete? Is this thorough? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this fair? Yeah. Uh, I think offensive, th- something's going to offend somebody somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so instead of worrying about offensiveness, it's kind of like making sure things stay true to the characters that we're trying to create and how they ring true to the people that identify with those identities
0: yeah do you wanna do you have any thoughts to start with
1: yeah uh i, I well, I wanna start off by saying, obviously spoiler alert oh <laughs> <laughs> if you wanna just like. Hopefully experience this musical when it's all done in like two years. I don't know how long it's going to take us. Uh, Then stop listening right now because (laughs) (laughs) who knows that any of these ideas will be a spoiler. And part of the joy of this podcast is that you get to hear us kind of come up with these ideas. But then one of the downsides is that if we actually get to a place of production, you're going to watch this and go like, oh, I already knew this whole story. I think you and I talked about maybe trying to hide some things from the podcast. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, once we get to, like, the second part of Act 2, we don't necessarily have to talk about the ending. Sure. Or maybe we can save it as a bonus episode after we premiere the show yeah. or something like that. <laughs> um, not that there's going to be, like, this major twist, like... You know, well, sixth sensey, but
0: yeah, there will tell them that there won't be, and then that'll be the surprise, right. <laughs> uh,
1: but anyway, yeah, um,
0: they were dead the whole time.
1: I just started with like how do we start this story, and I like the idea, this is why I thought of spoilers. I love the idea of we are starting the story in this office setting, uh-huh, and the audience doesn't know that it's the game yet, oh yeah. Um, which is why it's like, hello, all of you listening now know that if we oh. start the show that way, it's already the game. But I, and my first thought was like that the whole opening number was just in the office, yeah. and then after the song is done, they reveal that they were playing the game. Mm-hmm. But I thought, no, to help with the spoileriness of it, what if the whole opening number was much more elaborate? And I don't know if you've noticed this about me, but I tend to like... I always have, like, a long, drawn-out song in my shows where it's, like, five different plot points kind of have to happen in, like, the span of seven minutes. Yeah. But what I imagined was, like, maybe the song starts with uh, opening with the office setting, and then the song may be interrupted by each of their real-world scenarios Mm -hmm. at some point, Um, but then the opening number... the The full opening number, maybe we get a little montage of their meet-cute, of, like, why they're talking, that Uh whole thing. And then the whole opening number ends with us understanding that it is the game world. Yeah. And this is what they do on a, like, daily or weekly basis or whatever. So it, like, kind of just unfolds.
0: Yeah. I mean, that makes total sense to me. I also uh, am a real sucker for a long world-building opening (laughs) number in a musical. Uh And And that does things that I, like that I really like songs to do yeah. of like you start um, one way and we understand like musically and uh, content wise, like this is the show that's this, this yeah. office thing. And then you interrupt it with little things, right. um, different musical themes or whatever, but they're all sort of pieces of the whole. And then you come back to like that's uh, how else do you end a big opening number you like (laughs) and you like bring it back and now we understand the full context right and uh our view has been complicated yes all that and
1: what that uh, you know instead of just the first idea which was like the song that just takes place in the video game world and afterwards it's revealed uh what this more elaborate thing affords us is by the end of that elaborate number we know what the video game world means to each of them yes so we don't have to then say it again afterwards or spend time on that it's like we get by the end of the song why they're doing this for their individual reasons and then we get why they're talking to each other and then the plot points can unfold from there and and the audience by the end of the song has a basic understanding of the premise like the the central idea that a lot of this will take place in the video game world and some of this will take place in the real world. Yeah. Um, and maybe we even drop hints of like the tension between the two, uh, with like, you know, life demands things from each of them. Um, so yeah, I, but this brings up questions and maybe I'm jumping forward to like the next topic that would make sense, but I'm just going to throw it out there and see, and we can always delete it from the podcast if it's not worth it. But like, what, where, where are we musically? If we're Mm. to do this, and what you just said of like music motifs interrupting with the real world, interrupting the video game world with the real world, that to me signals that like the video game world will have its own music versus the real world. But like, what is, what could that be? Yeah. I mean, we're jumping into style at this point.
0: Of course. But no, and I think that might be a little too, I don't know that I'm going to have any good answers at this stage. Um, we don't have to, I mean the, well, so the, the first thought that comes to mind is like a more synthesizer based digital sound for the video game and then a more acoustic, uh, like strings and woodwinds kind of thing for the real world. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know that in some ways that might be too on the nose, I was um, worried
1: about, I had that thought too, and it was just like, that's Wreck-It Ralph. Like, yeah. Like, that's, uh, you know, like, yeah, the score yeah. is very much infused with this 8-bit uh-huh. sound, and nowadays, video games are so lush and, you know, detailed that they don't even sound synthesized sometimes. Yeah, well,
0: so it, and so in that way, it might not, you, we might not sort of differentiate instrument-wise, but yeah. just like sparsity or, or uh, fullness, I guess. Is that yeah? Sparsity. Yeah, well, like a a more sort of sparse. Uh, is it pronounced sparsity? Sparsity. I don't know. I just you know I just say, the same thing. well, I'm
1: concerned because I've used that word as one of my lyrics.
0: Oh, did you say sparsity?
1: We did say sparsity, but now I don't know.
0: No, I bet it's sparsity. I think I combined sparsity and scarcity. And scarcity. Yeah, because um, the the singular the noun is sparse. Right. Um, Or the adjective. Adjective is sparse. Sparsity is the noun. Yes. There we go. Anyway, that's Um, me being
1: pedantic, but.
0: (laughs) It's important. It's important. If if we start making mistakes now, the whole thing is going to fall apart. Sparsity, the musical. (laughs) 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 We can't build a house on sand. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But, uh, yeah, so I think I don't have... An answer, yeah. And
1: I wasn't looking for
0: a, a hard
1: answer. It's more like, these are the things that started coming up for me when I started to think about story. It's like, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, you know, how do we highlight the contrast? But we don't have to go into detail yeah. on that.
0: Well, so I had some thoughts about who these people might be, Uh huh. Um, and obviously this can all change. I had some sort of, we, we had hinted last week that there would be these sort of... um I don't know, I guess I've been thinking of them as, like, axes. Like, if yep. one person is this way, then the other person should be sort of opposite that. Or not necessarily opposite, but just sort of a counter yeah. to that. Yeah, 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 um, And so I had... So, anyways, the, we can change any of these pieces, but the the people that I had were a male college student playing female in the game. Uh-huh and then a uh female married uh like mid 30s uh woman playing also playing female in the game uh-huh um but she in her uh real life is married to a man uh-huh um and i think the male i don't know i th- i think the male in the real, the 19-year-old the the kid, yeah, uh-huh. probably identifies as straight. Um, but within the game, they'd be having a lesbian relationship, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are questions of how this woman, who would essentially be having an affair online with a female character, mm-hmm. and then the reveal that it's a, Male i don't know um i th- I thought that dynamic was interesting. You could flip all i haven't done the experiment where I flipped all the genders yet, uh-huh. so it'd be a female college student playing male and a male uh, older person playing male I'm less interested in that me too, also because I think that creates a very male cast. <laughs>
1: Um uh, yeah, not just that. I think it's the dynamic of like an older male
0: um, yeah, with yeah, yeah. a younger college yep.
1: female college student's like, wah, wah, we yeah, yeah, seen yeah, that.
0: Yes, yeah. There are a lot of pitfalls in all of these yeah. things. Um But yeah, I like I, I also like I don't know, I, I like the idea of um especially if this college student is sort of Ivy League, um it feels like if if a culmination of this relationship is this desire to connect in real life, Uh like I feel like a sort of privileged young man would really strongly feel like I could go and be in a relationship with you and I could like give you a life outside of your, like we could, we could make a life together. Mm -hmm. I don't know. In a way that if it's an older man and a younger woman... uh, I don't know. I guess I'm falling into cultural stereotypes. (laughs) But um, anyways, I don't know. What are your thoughts Um, about that?
1: I wonder... I actually wondered if the... I mean, if for the married character... The mid 30s woman, uh, that she was like a creature in the game. Oh, like in other words, she's uh, this is where I'm like, uh, we we briefly talked about this afterwards, which was like, what does the reveal of him being a man afford the story? Is it like a oh no, you were a man the whole time? Yeah, which I'm not that doesn't grab me. No, yeah, I agree. Um, what if i don't know i don't know i'm just kind of i just thought well one there's just like something fun about like being in a relationship with a mermaid or being in a relationship sure. with a unicorn uh so that she chooses that but in a way it's this is where the whole gender queer idea comes in where it's like it's not about gender for her it's just yeah. how she sees herself is magical or is fantastical or yeah. something like that that's less based in a particular like ab binary
0: yeah viewpoint i completely agree about like trying to sort of um shrug off the binary thing like what like the story that i want to tell is about these two people finding each other within a certain context and that being so good uh-huh but so limited uh-huh and then trying to expand that context and running into, uh, reality. And so like one way to do that is you are not the gender that you are online. But that, yeah, but that's like similarly online we are in a video game and in real life you live in California or you live in Massachusetts and you have your family and all of your friends, and I've got my family and all of my friends. And, um, I see.
1: It's almost like that's an end end point of, like... Or not necessarily an end point, but just, like, later on in the show, it's kind of a, oh,
0: this is reality yeah. moment. Yeah.
1: That, that's
0: what you're feeling. I think so. I mean, ultimately, it's it's... I guess in my mind, it's the story of relationships and, like, and love and... Finding love outside of the context of the world that you exist in. Right, right. Um, And, like, at what point is it worth it to sort of break the world that you live in? Or, um, which leads me to, I guess, another thought that I had of, like, um, maybe the driving force of wanting to make this real Uh is that the game is going to be shut down. Uh Uh-huh. Like, we're, I guess there's also a question of, like, how much time are we spending over the course of the show? Like, right, right. Like, real-world time? And I guess I thought, like, if we're meeting them when he is 19 and she's 34 or 30-whatever, 30 um, that by the end we're maybe, like, three or four years out. Sure. So that he's gra- so he's graduated and could, like, come out... But she's now I don't know even further like her kids are now yeah I don't know eight well I guess I don't know anyways yeah we like see them for a couple of years
1: yeah um there's a couple of questions or thoughts in response that I'm having to that one is uh I'll start with the more specific one and then go to the broader one because I think that'll be a conversation yeah uh, one is 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 the mar- is the fact that she's married to another person. Uh, a, a basically a, it's an affair, is what you, what what you're proposing.
0: I mean, I think to some degree it has to be like by definition, that's well, sort of what it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, but there are this is to again break like stereotypes or norms, which is like, what if there was some kind of agreement with her and her husband that it's like, oh, I'm fine with you meeting women.
0: Oh, sure, yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? Or something like that where there was more of an... So it's not... Just because the whole, like, I'm having an affair...
0: Oh, yeah, It's yeah, like,
1: yeah. Ha- it's been done. No, totally. <laughs> and instead, it's more like, oh, this is okay because I'm actually bi and I'm, like, my my husband... I, I love my husband, I'm with my husband, but I get to, like, have fun with women, meet women, whatever. And so that that is maybe where the other characters' gender reveal as a man... Oh, it becomes sure, yeah. problematic. That is interesting. Where it's less about like, you were a man the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And more like, oh shit, this breaks one of my boundaries Re- with yeah. my husband, uh-huh. which, which was that i can only really allowed to develop relationships with other women and not other men, or something yeah. like that.
0: No, that is interesting. Yeah, well, so I, I guess where I'm coming from it is this idea of like, um, I don't know, I, like you said, I'm not interested in sort of the 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 model of infidelity that we see on shows yeah. all the time. All like, the time, yeah. To go back to that Friends thing of like the drama over whether or not Ross and Rachel were on a break is yeah. like so silly to me. Like it doesn't make any sense. Ross like, is just terrible. There, yes. I, <laughs> yes. But so many times on shows like so many things it's like, oh no, yeah. there was some infidelity they and that hinge. has ruined it. Yes. And it's like, yes. that's not what I'm interested in at all. Right. And like, I guess what I mean by an affair is like, there's... There's a line right where it's like I mean, I guess for other people, depending on how you've defined your relation yeah i got uh, what I completely agree with what you're saying of like we should have some we have we should have some boundary within which this relationship is okay, yeah, and then some boundary that you and then there's a boundary that is crossed. Because she didn't realize, yeah, or or, yeah. or whatever, or because she's so in love that she started to cross that, right? Like, there's just, but there should be some decision, or th- the relationship should be affected yeah. by, oh, of course, by, by the, the reveal the, yeah. of who they their true identities are. Yeah. I agree with that, um, and so <coughs> like the, but I guess I also mean like what starts as a friendship online. And then you're, I don't know, like, yeah. Where does cyber sex fall in a right in a relationship, or
1: just emotional attachment?
0: Yeah, like when does that get? Exactly. Those lines are blurry. Yeah, <laughs> and I really like
1: that blurriness. Yeah. Um, uh, the bigger question I had, which may not be answerable yet, is what is then the conflict or driving force that carries them, carries us as the audience, or them as the characters through the show? which mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have an answer for, but, like, that... Once the opening number's done, yeah, what happens in the next scene that then tells us, ah, this is kind of what's carrying the rest uh-huh. of this through? Is Like, it could be, as what you're talking about, The it could be that tension of, like, are they hiding their real identities? Is that going to come up? And are we kind of, like, waiting at the edge of our seats, seeing, like, oh, when is it going to happen? Or is it something else entirely, and it's really that uh, something else... Is a chance for them to propel forward in their relationship. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of the second one, so that it's not like, oh shit, this whole
0: show's hinging on them finding out. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. that
1: can't that can't sustain itself for two
0: hours. No, what I would like the rhythm I think to be would be um, we establish the world, we see them as two participants, like our main participants. But that they're sort of coming together in a relationship is not originally the central thing. Like we uh, we like hit maybe midway through Act One, and it starts, ice. and we're like, yep. "Oh, this is interesting and nice." But like within that context, like th- their real world persons in some ways don't. Matter because the goal wasn't to start this relationship. Like yeah. the goal was to do something else, and then the relationship started, and now who they are in real life Great. might start to matter later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like maybe the reason that it starts to matter is because the game is going to be ending. Yeah,
1: uh, that, that that to me is like a very broad skeleton to kind of start building ideas.
0: Definitely, also. and I mean we're sort of coming up on time, so uh, yeah, we might want to call it. Near here, great. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. I'm excited about about that. That feels like a a show in the broadest sense. Yeah. Um, Uh,
1: What do you think we'll talk about next week?
0: That's a great question. Should we set some goals? I well, so this idea of there's something that they're trying to accomplish in this first act. I have no idea what that is. (laughs) Me neither. So let's maybe think about that. Yeah. Um, And I think
1: that's plenty. Great. And if we come with like two or three ideas each of like what that could be, Uh we'll find the ones that I think we feel strongly about.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, that's exciting. Don't forget to email us about your ideas for what that thing could be. (laughs) And we won't get them until weeks from (laughs) when you send them. Um, But, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Any last notes before we go? No. Just thanks for listening. Thank you.
1: Bye. Amwam is produced by Austin Zumbro and Min Kong. Theme song composed by Austin Zumbro. Performed by Austin Zumbro and Min Kong. Logo designed by Melissa Nigro. If you like our podcast, leave us a review and subscribe.